Welcome back to the Creator Files podcast. Today we're talking about shorts, but first let's talk about how your challenge is going. Your 30 day publishing challenge, Ricky, you have four days left, right? That's it. I've today was 26. I haven't missed one yet. So four more days to publish. And then of those three of those are already filmed. All of them today. Wow. Two of them are already edited. Mostly I wanted to have a weekend this time. So (laughs) I decided I would just like spend most of today on that. So I need to edit one more um, that probably will bleed into the weekend a little bit. But and then um, Monday, I'll film and edit the last one. It'll go out Tuesday and that's it. I bet you're excited to be done with it. (laughs) (laughs) I am. And I mean, and obviously I'm not going to just like abandon the channel after that, but uh, it'll be really nice. I think it'll feel a lot easier now to just do one or I might even start with two videos a week. Um, I think that's just going to feel so much easier (laughs) after what I've been doing. Two would have felt like a lot before, but after you do a challenge like this, then all of a sudden two feels easy, at Uh least for a while. Um, What was the closest call you had so far of missing a publishing day? I had, I think it was probably one of the shorts that I, I think it was a short. On one of the videos, I didn't finish editing it till the day it came out, and I put it out a few hours late. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I mentioned that in another episode that that was and still to this day, that's the closest one. Awesome. Every other one, it's been uh, done, uploaded at least the night before. Uh, I've had a couple where I had to like finish a thumbnail maybe in the morning or mm-hmm. really late at night. I have had a couple of really late nights too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just having to finish it up. But but you knew you were going to do it, so it didn't really feel like a close exactly. call. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, none of them. Um, and even the close call, I mean, the video was out before noon. Yeah. I mean, Technically, I had till the end of the day. Have you batched many where you didn't have to edit or work on a video? Like, have you had a day at all this last month where you didn't have to work on them at all? Um, there may have been a day this week. So this week, I had a little more editing help. Um, I had a, a guy come in to, to do some work, and he's got some video editing experience. And so I had to spend a few minutes kind of showing him how to how to do what I wanted him to do and have him watch uh, through some of our content and it took him longer than it would have taken me, but, um, he edited a few of my videos. So, you know, Andrea did five and then he did a total of four. So for, I mean, that still comes out with me doing over two thirds of them myself, but that took a a bit of a load off this week. So he did one last week and I think the other three, um, were all this week. Awesome. So it was, it it felt kind of nice, but then, um, you know, today, I mean, he edited one today. I literally filmed it this morning gave it to him and he edited it. And then while he was editing that, I filmed a short and prepared my other. So I filmed three today. Oh. Um, I, I filmed and edited a short. So um, it's kind of picking back up mostly because I, even though I got to take a little bit of a break, break uh, air quotes, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I still just, I don't want to spend the whole weekend on it. Well, that's awesome. It's awesome that you're, you're not so down to the wire that you're able to get ahead, even with yeah. publishing every day. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And it shows that it can be done that, you know, you can do a challenge like this and still potentially have a weekend. So yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) Any new progress on the channel you want to share or do you want to update us again in four days once it's over? It's funny, like almost like within probably a 12 hour window, the way YouTube analytics work though, is their numbers, the high level channel numbers update daily. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it was probably within about a 12 hour period. I hit one fifth of the needed subscribers for monetization. So cool. 200 out of a thousand. And I hit one fifth of the needed watch hours, 800 out of 4,000. So 
again, I hear from so many people who say, I have the subscribers, I have my channel's been going for a long time, but I can't seem to get 4,000 watch hours in that window of time. And I, I've just never experienced that. And mm -hmm. I think it just, it, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting situation. About um, how long are your videos on average? I have a pretty good spread. So I have some that are full 20. I might even have one that's like 25 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I have some that are closer to five. But um, the video that I put out today, uh, this one, first of all, it's currently one out of 10, um, which I'm excited about. I always love to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. It was. No. Now it's three out of 10. Oh, wow. Um, a couple other ones uh, picked up more later in the day. But it's this is still what's really cool about it is um, this... Let's see. I want to see how long it is. So I need to actually go to the video. But the average view duration on this video is over seven minutes. Whoa. And I don't, I didn't think it was that long of a video. Oh, it's 15 minutes. That's pretty good. So like people are watching half of this 15 minute video and I, I don't quite know why. Like I didn't feel like it was like super special. Like, like I didn't have a an amazing story that people would need to watch mm -hmm. all the way through. But I just think that probably with all of this practice and by having to edit my own videos, we talked about this a little bit last time, um, with having to edit my own videos and seeing like immediate feedback of my own work, um, my present, my presentation has been getting better. My yeah. introductions are getting more concise. I'm not jumping in with a, Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm starting out right in the topic. And then after 10 seconds of that, then sometimes I'll be like, I might do a pause where I, again, I would put that little um, stinger or that uh, splash screen up or whatever. And then I start out by, you know, Hey, welcome back. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm Rick, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I'm still getting that friendliness there and introducing myself, but I'm just not doing it at the very beginning. Yeah. I want to hook people first and we don't want to lose five to 10 seconds by saying hello. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to tell them why they should stay, put that idea in their mind because you don't see that when somebody else edits your video, nope. it's, you kind of forget what it was like when you gave them the footage because they cut out as much as they can. Uh -huh. Um, but it, there's a difference between getting that right in filming, I think, versus in editing, because sometimes you just can't cut out as much when things are mm -hmm. long winded because you might miss something else important, but there wasn't a good time to yeah. transition. And it just, it's worse all around. Even if you have the time and editing, it's much better to really get the pacing down. It's, beforehand. it really is. It's like so much better having to edit my own videos. I've experienced exactly what you're talking about. And I knew this before, but it's just been so long since I had to worry about it. Right. And our editors do such a good job. Um, but it's, it's oftentimes, yeah, you, you end up losing good content in order to try to get it shorter. Uh, and so I feel like I've gotten a little bit better at that over this, this month. Uh-huh. That's exciting. Okay. So shorts, your goal was, was it six shorts or less? It was six or less. Yeah. And you have done three so far, correct? I've done. Yeah, I've done three. Okay. And are you planning on publishing more shorts? There's one more. Okay. I did one today and I don't know, maybe the video that I film and edit on Monday too mm -hmm. might be a short if okay. I have a really good concept for one, but yeah. Um, definitely under the six. That's awesome that you didn't even use all six that you could right. have used. Right. Did you think about it a lot and just think you wanted to save them? Or are you just so excited about getting out the long form content? Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it is I just kind of wanted to get that longer form content out there. And I had plenty of ideas, 
So uh, that wasn't as big of a problem. It, yeah. and so really, the biggest time constraint has been the editing. And again, as the video presentation has gotten better, the editing's getting faster. In fact, um, you know, the guy that's been helping me a little bit out this week with the video edits, you know, I, I edited the, vi- or I filmed the video this morning. I gave him the files and like an hour later, he's like, Hey, I'm done. You know, wow. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. That, that was quick. Fast. And he's and I knew it would be a faster one to do, but it was really fast. And I'm like, Oh, well there were probably like four cuts, you know, in the whole thing. And so then he just had to, had to add in some titles, you know, put some words on the screen, a couple of transitions and try to, but he just didn't need very much. Yeah. And that's a, that's an important thing to point out. We're not doing like crazy edits on this channel. This isn't a super high production thing. Nope. This is very doable for anybody to do like this level of production. Of course you have a lot of experience with presenting and you know, ideas and things like that. You have a ton of experience, but as far as like the actual technical ability of the edits and stuff, Mm -hmm. anybody could do a channel to this level. Yep. And it's not like unrealistic of, oh, we're doing 20, 40 hour edits like we sometimes do on our other channels. Mm-hmm. This is something like anyone could actually do on their own. How long do you think each video is? I know it's confusing because there's batching and stuff, but how long do you think each video is taking you overall? Yeah, I think most of them, if I had to give an average or I'm, I'm going to say if I threw out a couple of outliers, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, then I'm probably spending for, for me two hours an edit. Cool. Um, the ones I've given to the other guy, he was spending a little longer, um, but he doesn't have as much editing experience, but even so most of them were probably like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long Andrea spent on the ones she did. Uh, she took one of them though. That was one of the first ones I filmed had way too much footage. And I think that one took quite a while. So that's yeah. one of these outliers. And aside from editing, do you think that the total time to produce a video with filming and planning and everything is under four or five hours? I would say, again, throwing out a couple of outliers. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Probably all in four to five hours per video. Okay. Um, I had one, though, where I did a kitchen setup, three cameras, and then the thing I was making took hours, mm-hmm. you know, so... And I was able to kind of leave it here and there, but it was still kind of like a all day production almost yeah. just to get the filming done on those. Um, and I did two of them. One of them I haven't even edited. I haven't even, it's not even one of my 30. Cause I was like, I'm just going to use one of them for now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, other than that, most of them I would say have fallen in that four to five hour total um, planning all the work and then uh, editing and everything. It's funny because overall, five hours, four or five hours is not bad at all for a video. But imagining you doing that every day. Right. That's a big chunk of a day. I mean, yeah. people set a goal of like going to the gym. That's not going to be four or five hours. No. Setting a goal to do something daily that's going to be four to five hours every single day for 30 days straight. It's pretty tough. And that's where it's like, if you were going to do this sort of a challenge, a daily video publishing challenge, like after work. That's just, it's a lot, right? So, you know, I don't think it's very reasonable for people to expect themselves to do that unless they're going to just simplify even further. Mm. Um, The other thing too is that the shorts, it was a lot less time than that. A lot of these shorts, you know, there was one, the one I did today, it was like yesterday my wife was like, hey, you should make a short about this. And I was like, okay. So I just got a little B-roll with my camera vertical at home. And then I came in this morning, I already knew basically what I wanted to say. I took 
you know, I started it and then stopped and started and stopped and was like, okay, I need to just think through what are the maybe maybe three things I'm going to say, Yeah. you know, and then I refilmed it that way. I said each one, paused for a few seconds in between, thought through the wording, said the next one, paused for a few seconds. I mean, that whole process took me like 15 minutes, maybe. And then the edit took me like another 15, uh, maybe 30, but only because I then went and like added the transcript. I mean, like I did it all. Like I put the captions right in, uh, right on the video. Yeah. Instead of relying like on YouTube's captions or anything like that. Um, so like I took the time to make it look really nice. And even so it was like maybe 30 minutes of editing. So all in 45 minutes mm-hmm. uploaded, done. Like shorts are, are a lot easier. Yeah. Shorts are easier, but they require like kind of laser precision. Like that's like a 30 second short. Right. And it almost seems to me like shorts are a little more volatile and not yeah. necessarily oh, yeah. because of the algorithm sometimes, but even with our own knowledge, it's like more likely to be hit or miss. Whereas yes. a longer video, like you usually know it'll do decent. You don't know quite how well. Yeah. So that's a little risky with shorts. It is. And do you think that they're going as far, even the ones that are performing well, do you think they're going far enough to be worth it to be part of your strategy? I think, I think so. Mostly because I think shorts in general have the potential and tend to more often spread beyond who YouTube currently thinks your audience is. Mm. I think YouTube tends to experiment more quickly with shorts. It doesn't last very long. You publish it and then, you know, it's done, you know, usually within a day oftentimes within an hour. Um, and so it kind of runs its its course. Um, again, we've seen it before many times where it runs its course and then a month later, YouTube sends it out again because they know more about your audience. Um, and we've seen that happen just multiple times. So like the the views graph, it just kind of looks like a stair steps kind of thing. It's weird. It's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I do think that it just helps to kind of get that brand further out. Yeah, um, It's just, but it is a lot more volatile. It's a lot harder to know beforehand, this is going to do really well or this isn't. And it's also still kind of hard to gauge how well it grows your audience. In the first week or so, the first short I did, I mean, it brought more new subscribers than any other individual it video within that week. Now, several of the videos from that week have now brought in a lot more but it just took a little bit to get those ones rolling. Yeah, and you think those people that are subscribing are a good fit for the channel when they find you via See, the shorts? See, that's the question, right? Are yeah. these the ones that are going to stick around and actually watch your other videos? Um, I think some of them probably are and some of them probably aren't. Mm-hmm. And so the hope is that the ones that aren't, like, kind of leave pretty quickly and yeah. don't mess up my, don't my conf- metrics going on. Yeah, don't yeah. confuse that algorithm further. Right. I think topically they're probably all pretty good fit mostly because the shorts that I do I don't try to make them extra like flashy and extra like I don't leave my core branding the tone it's 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 a little quicker you know but it's not the tone is the same uh, and the topics are the same and so you know people aren't watching my shorts because they're ultra entertaining or super funny they're watching the short because oh I found that really helpful that was good information on a topic that I'm interested in and so I think topically they're the right fit. It's just a question of would they watch the longer videos. Right. That makes sense. Um, are you 
going to continue doing shorts? And at what rate will you continue doing shorts? I'm assuming you're going to. So tell me how yeah. many you're going to do after this. I'll continue doing shorts. I would imagine, though, that it will be more like um, maybe push another video that I have or a video, yeah. you know, one that I already made that I just want to kind of breathe a little more life into. Um, I think that will be the main strategy. It's just, or I, I could imagine if there was something that was like, really topically relevant, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go, relevant, but also timely, you know, anytime that there's something that happens in your industry and there's, you can give a quick statement about it, just let people know here's what's going on, but also here's my take on it. That has a tendency to do well, um, in a lot of informational spaces. Um, you're so, the first one there yeah. because you're able to get out fast because it's a short and now that you're able to link shorts to a long form video yep. or link a long form video in your short. Now you could even make the long form video a few days later, right? Link it in the short mm-hmm. and then you get there fast, but also maybe get some people to get the, to watch the long one. Maybe it right. ends up giving the short an extra boost. I don't know. That's true too. Yeah, it could. It'd be, it'll be interesting to see sort of how that sort of stuff plays out now that YouTube's made that available to us. Yeah. Where, you know, if I put out a long form video that's linked to from a short, will YouTube maybe say, oh, well, you know, let's see how the short does again, even if it's already started to plateau. I don't know. Are you excited about that feature or do you think it's probably not going to pan out? I, I'm excited that we have it. I don't know if the implementation, the way that it links is going to actually lead very many people to click. Yeah. It's just this like little tiny link at the bottom of the video um, that's right next to the name of the channel. Um, But I guess if somebody really liked it or if, again, if in the short you were deliberately using the short to try to push people to an existing video and you mentioned it in the short, uh, I could see that uh, maybe not every time, but sometimes having um, a just doing a fair amount to try to put, to push more people to those videos. I mean, we've seen it work with, because before YouTube had this option, there was the remix capability where you could remix an existing video. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had people subscribe videos for us to analyze and stuff where, um, where they did that. They took a long form video, they clipped a piece out to be kind of a trailer. And then, you know, used YouTube's editor to put some text on there saying full video below or whatever. And then they click on it and boom, they're, there's the whole video and they, that one video did really well for their channel. Uh, so we know it can work, but I think it needs to be probably more than just, there's a cool short that also happens to link to a good video. I think it's probably got to be a deliberate call to action. Yeah. Especially in these early days, I don't know how many people notice that that's a link. Yeah. It's not very obvious. No, it's not. Especially with all these other captions and the text and the title, it just blends in. It just says white text and yeah, I think it'll take a while, but once people realize that those are links to long videos, mm-hmm. it might pick up a little more. Yeah. Generally, shorts behavior, I don't think is, you know, it's always going to be a very low percentage of people that will click right. through to the video. I think so. But if you get a lot of views and it's easier to make and then some of them find your channel, it could be worth it. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, kind of back to the original question, you know, how much are we going to, how often am I going to do this? You know, I really think it's just going to be sort of, when I see a good opportunity, mm-hmm. um, you know, channels that do really well with shorts. I mean, they're usually publishing daily, yeah. oftentimes multiple times a day. That's, I don't think that's ever going to be something that I'm going to do. Cause that's not really the audience I'm trying to grow. Mm-hmm. So I'll just do a short as often as it makes sense to try to promote 
the brand that I'm building. Okay, so you won't even have a minimum? No, no, Mm -hmm. I think I'll probably have a minimum that I publish weekly on the channel, uh, long form video, um, when I can more often than that. And then especially at first, like if I go from every day to once a week, um, like I already do have some people that watch my video every day and comment. Um, oh, so it like, might be a little shocking for them. So it's like, whoa, you know, what, yeah. what just happened? Um, are you still publishing? <laughs> uh, so they're not, it's not a lot. And I don't think that it's going to be like a crazy shock, but to those couple of people, um, it could be a little bit jarring. Maybe uh, you mention in a pinned comment that, right. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I got the channel off to a good start, but now I'm going to back off to a, a publishing schedule that I can manage. And, mm-hmm. um, but you'll definitely see me at least once a week. I could do that. Man, that it makes sense. me just want to see what the growth would be like if you kept doing daily for like I know. four more months. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, yeah. Because one of the big things I have right now is I have a very fast growing library of content. And so, you know, sure, a new video comes out and in the first day, in, you know, I'm still only getting a hundred or fewer reviews in the first day on any new video. Um, but when I look at the channel analytics, and I look at the last 48 hours, that's one of the numbers I love to look at. Um, oh, I need to go to the whole channel analytics. I'm, I have several videos that are getting hundreds of views, 500, mm-hmm. 400, 300 views in the last 48 hours. Um, and so like the majority of the views I'm getting on a daily basis aren't from today's video. They're from videos that I have in my library. Yeah. And so uh, if I can publish more frequently for a while still going forward, I'm just going to build up that library of content so fast. Right. The views are just going to, they'll just come with it. And the subscribers, it's just going to look like it's an old existing, well-established channel. Yeah. And really help you with this overall goal of getting monetized by $4,000 per month by the end of the year or a month. It's, that's a big goal. It's bigger than this, harder than this goal. Oh, this yes. one's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's tough. And I'm definitely like my mind now that this is starting to wrap up, my mind's shifting toward how am I going to monetize this mm-hmm. audience, both on the website that I have and on the YouTube channel. What what are the best ways to monetize it? And I've got some ideas rolling around. So, And do you think that's a good time for most people to start thinking about monetization or just because you're in a hurry, so you're kind of skipping ahead? That's a big part of it. I'm kind of skipping ahead. And yeah. honestly, I would tell most people, you know, probably don't worry too much about how you're going to monetize, especially outside of YouTube, um, at least until you've, you know, recorded and published at least 12 videos on your channel. I think it takes that just to like even have any idea if you're, especially if you're new to filming for YouTube, I think it takes at least 12 videos before anybody really has any idea like what their channel is and yeah, like There's not enough history to right. explain it. Yeah. And I think, um, also the more content you produce and stuff, the more feedback you're going to get just from the numbers alone, but also from comments on what, what are the subtopics? What are the specific um, pieces of information and specific video types that people are really liking? And that's going to steer you toward better monetization Hmm. than if you just come into it with like, well, I want to make this product. So I'm going to make content that drives people to this product. Um, Sometimes if you already have a business, that's the direction we have to go. So, but you know, for a lot of us who are just kind of marketers and we're just making the content we want to make, and then we'll find what we can do to um, to make a good living from that. It's just a it's just a really really cool opportunity because we can know exactly what it is that people want and need most from us, and then provide it. Right. It's interesting with your niche. 
It's really interesting to me because you have some videos where if that was the only video on your channel, I don't think people would know what your channel was about. Yeah. But when you see them with all the other videos, it makes sense. And I even know, you know, plenty of people in real life that fit that demographic. So it's mm -hmm. not like you're, yeah. it's not something super weird. Like you said last week, the goth <laughs> underwater, underwater basket, basket weaver weaving for goths or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. You know, this is a common demographic of people, but on a video per video thing, it would be kind of hard to tell what it is. Yeah. Especially with certain videos. So that just, it makes you wonder what the info product will look like. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many of those people like everything that you publish versus mm -hmm. they're only interested in certain aspects. Right. It's, it's going to be a challenge, but I think you can do it. Yeah, I think it is a challenge. I, I think that's another place where it helps to be publishing more content right off the bat uh -huh. because it is a little bit easier for people to see more of what my channel is about before they subscribe. Um, giving a lot of people a good reason to subscribe because they're like, oh, there's a bunch of content here and oh, this person gets me. Yeah. <laughs> they're into all this stuff. Um, and so I think that that helps a lot. It probably also kind of helps YouTube between all my videos to kind of figure out, you know, who that who that audience really is. Um, because I do have a couple videos where it's like, oh, you could maybe assume that my audience is kind of off this direction. And then you realize nope, nope, it's probably a little bit, <laughs> let's bring it back a little bit. Yeah. And so that that's definitely there. Um, but yeah, that will make coming up with an info product or something a little bit interesting because I don't just have like one specific thing yet. Yeah. Are there other channels that you have kind of kept an eye on that are similar in demographic and niche to yours? I think yours is a little unique in the, in the angle, I'll say, that you're yeah. taking it. For that niche. Most people in that niche right. have a different angle than you do. Yeah. But are there channels that are more similar to yours that you found? Um, not quite. But but like you said, there there are a lot of really successful channels that are kind of part of the broader niche. Mm -hmm. And there are some of those that I look at and, and sort of see. I haven't had to use them much for ideas for videos, mostly because there's I already have too many of them. Yeah. Um, but I do take a look at them. Um, I also don't use them to determine what to say because in my videos, I just want to, you know, share the information that I have and talk about things the way that I like to do them. Um, so usually I'll only look at them if there's like a, something where I'm like, I'm not totally sure on this, if this is correct or not. So I'll get input um, <laughs> and, you know, validate the information that I have before I go yeah. teaching the wrong thing. But, um, but yeah, there are a few channels I look at and I just kind of see, you know, what are they doing? What's working really well? Um, but none that are quite, quite the, in quite what I'm doing, right? Yeah. They're, they all kind of have their, their angle and it's different. Does that's, I mean, you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it because you know who you are. Yep. You, you know what angle you want to take with this. You know, it'll be more sustainable if you're not being something you're not. But does that excite you of, oh, this probably is going to make the journey even easier because I found this great little corner of the market that nobody's really taking advantage of right now? Or does it scare you because it's so different and nobody's doing it well right now? It's a, I mean, that's a really good question because a lot of times it makes sense to see what's really working well. Yeah. And to, in some ways, kind of, we'll say mimic, but it's not quite mimic that, right? Because it makes it really easy for YouTube to figure out who your audience is, um, and 
to be able to just kind of follow in the path of their success too. On the other hand, in the industry that I'm in, I, I believe that most people are probably more like me than like a lot of the other people on YouTube. Mm. Um, I think they like watching those other people and some of them, I mean, they really relate to them. I'm not saying that they're, that they're wrong, but what I think has happened is that um, because that's the content that's been on the internet for so long and those are the people who put out the most content um, because they're the most like passionate about the topic, um, that's who everybody else thinks they have to be like. And so whether they are or not, that's what they assume. So that's how yeah. they create their content too. And so I actually think that there's going to be a big group of people, not all, but there's going to be a big group of people, I think, that find my content maybe even more relatable. Um, but that's kind of a, a gut feeling I have. I don't know. I can't back that up with numbers. I think you, my feel on it is that <laughs> you're right on that, which is really interesting. I think that could apply to a lot of different topics where people people take an aspect of the topic, like you mentioned last week, that this one's usually quite grungy. Mm-hmm. Um, so people take yeah. like an aspect of whatever topic, you know, maybe you're you're doing makeup or quilting or something, and uh-huh. like you think, okay, well, this should be very feminine. You, you you do the font, you do you do everything in this one yeah. way, or even lifestyle or cleaning or something. Yep. But but maybe you don't have to just lean into the most obvious right stereotype I'll say of whatever topic you're in. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's almost like finding the right balance between giving YouTube as well as people enough signals that no, this is what my content's about. Right. But but not just being exactly like everybody else to where you don't even have really your own brand because you're all using the same font and the same color scheme. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I come across so many channels where I'm like, oh, I didn't know this channel existed, but this video has got hundreds of thousands of views in an industry that I'm in. But I'm like, I've never heard of this channel before. Why? Oh, because when I look at all their thumbnails and I look at their channel and stuff like it's just looks just like everybody else. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point too. You don't want to go too far the other way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise nobody, right. even the real people, not let alone the algorithm, don't understand who you are or what your topic is. It's really tricky. It's yeah. funny to me too, because I get so tired of people saying like this, it's almost like this, this cookie cutter template of, you know, I help blah, 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 like insert generic demographic here mm-hmm. with blah, blah, blah. Like that's yeah. not a brand that's not that is so like dated and overdone. It drives me crazy. Right. It's not branding, but I think people just think like, well, if they know the gender and general age of the people they're trying to appeal to, that's enough, you know, because they've heard, well, you can't you can't market to everybody, or you're marketing to nobody, which is very true. Mm-hmm. But the solution to that is not right. Not just like picking a random age and demographic <laughs> and then saying what you help them with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's an interesting thing because like, I feel like business school was basically every class you go to, they teach you frameworks like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like in marketing, well, for a brand, I need, okay, what's my brand statement? We'll start with that. And and the framework for that is like, I, you know, help this person with this problem, you know, by doing this or whatever. And it's really easy to just like leave it at that. But really those frameworks, it's just kind of like, this is a starting point that has worked well for people. But think of the best brands you know. That's not where it stopped. 
you know, you had to take right. it further. And so, you know, it, it can be, you know, I, I like to help, you know, maybe it is a certain group of people, but usually that group's a lot broader than you think it is, mm-hmm. or it can be. Mm-hmm. And I help them with whatever problem, but maybe you solve multiple problems for them that, that are all just so closely related or on the same topic. And uh, anyway, there's, there's just more to it than that. Yeah. There's other philosophies. Like what mm-hmm. angle are you taking? Not just who you're helping right. them who, or who you're helping and what you help with, but like, how are you different? Yeah. What, what do you disagree with? And uh-huh. what do you lean into more? And just all these things. So anyways, I think, I think you've got the branding down pretty well on this channel as far as like being unique without uh-huh. being too unique, but we'll find yeah. out. For, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> for everyone who's dying to know when they get to find out, I don't know if I'm even clear on this. Is it when you reach the full-time income goal of 4,000 in a month or will it be at the end of the year? My plan originally was end of the year. I'm going to say, here's how I did. Here's the, here's the brand. Okay. Um, I'm questioning that just in case if I don't quite hit it, mm-hmm. then I'll say, I didn't hit the goal. Um, Give me more here's time. how I did. You yeah. know, here's how I did. I will suffer the consequences of that. And that's fine. But let's fill people in I really s- quick. Yeah. On oh, that's creator good files. Idea. If yeah. they don't know the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a, you know, I set up this challenge at the beginning of the year to achieve a full-time income from this in one year, which is half the time we normally um, project for a content business. And um, the, the deal is if, Every $100 below the $4,000 mark, um, I have to run a mile. So if I make no money, then I run 40 miles, which <laughs> is really far. Um, and so I, and I will suffer whatever consequence I have to suffer at the end of the year. Um, but I'm, but I am considering depending sort of where I land, like if it's super close, yeah, fine, I'll run a mile or two and reveal the site. Makes sense. But if it's like, Hey, you know what? We only hit $2,000. And, um, but we're, we're close. Like it's just a matter. Sometimes it's crazy. You go from like $500 and two months later, it's a thousand dollars. And two months later, it's 2000 and two months later, it's Uh 4,000. You know, that's how it often goes. Like as you start to really hit your stride and pick up an audience, both website blogs, you know, as well as YouTube channels will often have this kind of exponential growth for a little while. And so it's really common that like once people hit that $500 in a month mark, it's like, boom, you are set. You're going to be there before you know it. And so I'm really confident in that. But the problem is if I hit the 2000 mark, like in December, (laughs) it could be just two months away before I hit the, and I just, you'd have to run 20 miles. I'll still run the 20 (laughs) miles, but I still at that point, I think would want to be able to keep the website under wraps um, a little bit longer. Right, because to, you want to show I, it's possible. I want to show the organic growth is there. It yeah. happens. Um, and as soon as I say what it is, then, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to get a ton of views and a ton, you know, ton of views on the website too, just from people who just want to go see what I made. And it's going to throw off all the numbers. And then every naysayer will come out of the woodwork and say, see, you couldn't do it until you told your audience And I'm sorry, I want to stick it to those jerks because I'm so tired of hearing it from people when we've done it a dozen times that, no, you can't do it anymore. Yes, I can. And I'm just going to prove it to them again. You know you can and you're well on your way. And I'm excited. And if I'm two months late on a goal that was crazy to start with, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with everything that's 
happened and this year yeah yeah this year's been crazy for you (laughs) (laughs) which we're not making excuses and that's kind of part of life like yep anytime i've set a big goal in my life something crazy always happened but um yeah we're all on your way especially for the amount of time like i don't think people realize how much yeah you said you could do it in a year and you committed to that time frame frame Uh of january to december of 2023 did you like barely did anything I know. for the first couple months. Is that yeah. right? Or am I? Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote some blog posts and stuff, but just, you know, I thought that while we were sort of between offices, I'd, yeah, I take the time while I was working from home and I would get that done. But gosh, I was in here all the time. I kept having to come over here to the office to work on something or to, to talk to contractors and stuff. There yeah. were so many things that were pulling me away. And then every time I needed to film for income school or, or anything, it was a bigger ordeal because I had to clean up my home office and get the filming, get everything right, get the lighting and stuff. Um, because I just didn't have a convenient setup like I do here. And then, you know, you're at home, so there's 10 times as many distractions. Mm-hmm. So it just like my work pace was way slower than I expected. I, I mean, I knew it would be a little harder, but I was like, I'll just be able to focus a lot more is everyone's just, we're just going to kind of slow down on some things. Everyone will take their stuff and I'll just mostly work by myself and get this done. Yeah. That is so not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. And that's, it's just important because yeah, things will always come up and you have to, you can't prove that it works if you're just saying, well, it would work if I didn't have time. You have to eventually buckle down like you are. Uh But I just think it's important to know. It's not like you have only gotten to this point so far and you were putting a ton of time into this site all year. Like, you barely buckled down. I would love to, I'd, I'd love to continue to just like, you know, really drive this, this channel forward. Um, and it's just off to such a good start. Yeah. Um, like, I think even if I slowed way down, the monet- hitting monetization within two months, I think is still, even, even though like some of the numbers backed off a little bit, they are already picking back up again. Like, I think it's almost a done deal that that's going to happen. Wow. Um, and so even if we slow down on the publishing, uh, especially because there's going to be like three days in there or something where three of us are going to be at VidSummit. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit hard to film and edit those days. But yeah, <laughs> find us at VidSummit, by the way, especially if you want to yeah. be on the Creator Files podcast. I put a sticker on my phone yesterday. It's a QR code of our nice. application form. So just find me, scan the code and get on the podcast. Thank you. Talk to you in a couple days again about this and we'll wrap up the challenge and talk about what's next. Awesome. Bye, everyone.